This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 653. Uh, kind of an amazing uh, Friday. Did you follow this at all in real time, Pat? Not really, no. Because I was with you, and we discussed it many times on this uh, show, how little we cared Don't about care. what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so I was with you for about 99% of that process. However, about Friday afternoon when it started going down, I got into it a little bit. Because again, my inherent fallback position, my natural state, is to care. So, mm-hmm. and I, I try hard every day to figure out a way to care less. Because, mm. I mean, I realize that this does nothing for my life, yeah. caring about this crap. However, uh, it's like, you know, as we say that with the NBA, we kind of made this comparison the other day. Like, if there's a good game on and you're in the final minutes, I'll turn it on. And I'll be like, wow, look at this. Look what's happening. Like, there's a guy who scored for the Phoenix Suns 70 points the other day. Uh, if I if he had sixty three, kid's in only the fourth, twenty years old. Yeah, twenty years old. If he had sixty three in the fourth quarter, and I knew about it, I'm turning it on to see where he ends up. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that game at all, but I'm still I like those moments, and that's kind of how I felt on Friday. I was listening to it um, on the radio as I was driving around in the afternoon, and I mean it was a pretty dramatic uh, turn of events and a completely unforced error here by the Republicans. Um, and let's be honest about it, uh, primarily Donald Trump. Now, the bill itself, it's not, uh, it, it is not Trump's fault the bill sucked. I mean, he had nothing to do with it. Let's be honest about it. Nothing. He didn't know anything that was in it. He didn't care about it. He just knew it wasn't Obamacare, and he said he was going to get rid of Obamacare. So that is the level of understanding Donald Trump had of this bill. A lot of the people who were in there with the Freedom Caucus and other groups went to him and said, look, this is a big problem, and this is a big problem. What about this clause? What about this clause? And he's apparently, and this is one of the big failures of the negotiation, Mr. Negotiator, um, cut off, cut everybody off. All right, all right, all right, don't tell me about the small crap. Um, tell me, let's talk about the big picture. Now, first of all, the reason he can't, and he didn't say crap, by the way, um, but uh, the reason he can't talk about the small crap is because he doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't know anything that's in the bill, knows nothing about it at all. But secondarily, and more importantly, the people in the Freedom Caucus do. They actually give a crap mm-hmm. what you're doing to the country and give a crap what the, what the policy is. So you can't tell them their concerns are small and, and pathetic. Um, they're not small. To Donald Trump, the only thing that's big is the win. I, I got this policy through out of the sheer force of my will. And that's, that, I believe absolutely that's what he expected to happen when he said, deadline tomorrow, I want to vote or we're moving on. He put the deadline up there. And the people uh, in the Freedom Caucus and other groups said, this bill is not good enough. 
So they opposed it, and he got a giant L. A big, fat loss on the record for Mr. I Never Lose. You're going to get tired of winning so much. Uh, man, I don't feel tired of it. I do not feel tired of winning so far. And then really, the only thing we can point to is, is him doing a really good job on, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting one or two other things. The Keystone Pipeline would be something that I'm not going to include here. But Gorsuch is the only thing that really I can point to as a really good thing so far. And that's not done. Mm-hmm. Now that he has this giant loss and he's lost all of his momentum uh, with his agenda, I would not be surprised at all if the Democrats kind of, even though they've been threatening the filibuster the whole time, maybe they take that a little bit more seriously now. You, yeah. still, don't, you still don't care. I still don't care. No, I, I don't care. Well, <laughs> I mean, I do care about Gorsuch. Yes. I want that to happen. I mean, I, I want, want that to happen. I, I do care about the Obamacare repeal. They just weren't doing yeah, it. Yeah, I do, too. I if they were doing it, I would be excited about it. They're just not doing it. I mean, it. I mildly care. I, I just, I, I had no faith in, in the process. I, I'm glad they said no to this bill, though, because yes. it sucked. It was, it was just, it was so far beneath a Republican-controlled Congress to come up with something that bad that it deserved to die a hideous death. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just that now they'll probably come up with something worse. Now he's going to turn to the Democrats, and they're, gonna, they're just going to patch up Obamacare. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we try something from a Rand Paul now? I don't know. Why I not try know. it? Why not try a full repeal? Why not try these things? You have it looks control. like conservatives are the enemy now in Washington. Yeah, it does and, and Donald Trump is the one the enemy. leading that, even yeah. though, it's, it's again, there's uh, 18, uh, 18 non-Freedom Caucus members voting against the bill and 15 Freedom Caucus. But so when you more, even have Ted Poe attacking the conservatives in yeah. office, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's a bad situation. Ted Poe used to be one of the most conservative people in all of Congress, and now he's bad-mouthing the Freedom Caucus. Uh, he was just over in this it until bill. today. Over this bill. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the issue is, and, you know, the question is not who's to blame for the bill failing. It's who's to praise for the bill failing. Um, you know, this is, we said this on the radio. We've talked about global warming how many times? And the climate... 18. 18 times. Because it can't go any higher than 18 on the right. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this goes to a million other topics as well. We must do something is not enough. They always say that. We've got to do something. This is a problem. We must do something. What we're doing now isn't working. We must do something. Well, ha- the something has to be something worth doing. Creating another entitlement slightly less Obama-ish than Obamacare isn't an accomplishment. But the big thing here is it's crazy to just stop trying. Put up the 2015 full repeal or any other full repeal that they passed. They passed 60 of them. Um, put it up for a vote, like this week. And yeah, there are procedural hurdles there. But let them play out. If it succeeds, great. Then you're in a position to look at the old system and improve it. Not make the ACA, the Obamacare bill, less worse. If it fails, conservatives can say to themselves and their constituents, we tried for the best. Let's settle for the better. I think that's a legitimate thing. If, if, they, if they went through there and they tried for the full repeal and they tried for something great and they weren't able to get it, you'd be more interested in saying, OK, well, let's pull some of the regulations back. Let's get rid of the individual mandate. Let's go with uh, some of the tax cuts and we'll look at a, an actual plan there. The problem is how much money they were actually spending. The White House strategy was backwards. It was upside down. Uh, it started as a terrible negotiation position. They led with this moderate plan that uh, could only, you know, they tried to please the Senate instead of just passing a good bill. 
And that's a stupid way to look at it. It ended with a massive unforced error, the self-induced imagined deadline for absolutely no reason that really originated from the Trump administration. It's right out of the art of the deal. Uh, and it failed miserably. Imagine the alternate world where Ryan just says, look, you know, we're almost there with the votes. We need to rework some things and bring it back in a month or so. That's not a failure. That's an ongoing process. But now we get from South Park the full Cartman, screw you guys, I'm going home. For anyone who believed the three-phase nonsense that they were promising, note that they bailed the minute phase one was difficult. The full repeal should not be the end game. It's just, you know, that's just going back to saying, hey, 2008 was great, which is, you know, it shouldn't be let's go back to 2008. It should be to improve on 2008. The CBO projected 52 million uninsured under this new GOP care plan, 52 million. But that's only 2 million less than it predicted if we did nothing before Obamacare. The failed GOP care would, would essentially leave the exact same situation in place for the uninsured while locking in a massive new entitlement, not to mention the GOP would gain responsibility for each and every problem on the board. It's supposed to be. You either A, spend tons of money and give people lots of free stuff, that's the left, or spend less money and don't and solve the problem other ways. Republicans have discovered the bizarre third option, still spend tons of money and don't give anybody anything. It's not Trump's fault that the bill sucked, but it is his fault the fake deadline blew up. And now he's blaming the Freedom Caucus, which, again, 15 no's from the Freedom Caucus, 18 no's from other Republicans. And he uses Planned Parenthood defunding as justification, which is absurd. It didn't exist in the bill in any real way. Planned Parenthood would only lose one year of funding and could easily restructure to get all their cash anyway. What would they do in this situation? What do they get, $500 million, Pat? I think mm-hmm. it's $500 million. And the bill says any organization that gets $350 million or more uh, would, uh, would not get any funding from uh, the government. So what, uh, and, and that also did abortions. So what would they do? They'd walk up to that $350 million line and stop. Or they'd split it into two organizations of $250 million and still get all the money. It's, it makes absolutely no sense they would get around it easily. The Freedom Caucus did not blow this bill up. The bill blew this bill up. The people didn't elect the GOP to give one half-assed attempt at repeal and then blast, just bask in their blame-heavy, responsibility-free nirvana. Instead of whining and blaming, do it better. Start now. Go. Do. Go do. I mean, I cannot believe the answer to this is, well, you know, we tried this bill that nobody was really involved in. Didn't, didn't work. That's it. That's what I promised you. We're done. <laughs> what? I, what, what when, I, when, when have you ever seen liberals do that? Never. Liberals uh, couldn't get, never. Uh, get, uh, get Obamacare through the first time uh, in a rational way without slamming it down their throats. What do they do? They slammed it down it, their throats. It, it took a year for them to get this yeah. done. It took a year. Uh, they started as soon as Obama got into office, and it didn't pass until Christmas. They, they passed it at Christmas when nobody was paying attention. Yep. And they just da- jammed it down and our to, throats. To be fair, it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas yes. Eve. Okay. I apologize. I mean, how dare you? Right. It was I mean, Christmas was Eve. They did not Wildly inaccurate. <laughs> wildly inaccurate. I mean, why not try again? Why not do what they should have done in the first place? Full repeal to start. If you, full re- if you get full repeal through, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to get Democrats to say, uh, crap. All right, well, we need some of this stuff back. What, 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 what will you do? Maybe this is stuff that Trump promised, the, you know, the uh, pre-existing conditions and, and stuff like that. I mean, I, you know, that's something that I support necessarily, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, maybe Trump does. 
I mean, I think there's a good chance he would have vetoed the bill if it was just a full repeal because he promised, I mean, a lot of these things that are in Obamacare to continue. So he may have vetoed that bill. However, let him veto it. Let him do it. Push through something conservative and make him veto it. If Donald Trump wants to veto a full repeal, good. We'll know even more about the guy. And if he doesn't, well, then you can go back to conservatives, the Freedom Caucus, and say, look, you see we tried X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's try the Rand Paul plan and see if we can get that through. Let's try the Thomas Massey plan. Let's see if we can get that through. If you fail with a couple of these more conservative plans, they're going to be more likely to say, okay, look, let's find something that's better than Obamacare. That is a completely legitimate strategy and, 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 and a completely reasonable ask for conservatives who have seen Republicans BS them with 60 repeal votes only to when they had the chance to pass it, to decide to not even put it up for a vote. It's embarrassing, and it says everything about Washington and Republicans that you ever need to know. Yeah, it's, it's a frustrating process. And, and for this, uh, this Planned Parenthood thing to be a one-year debacle, yeah. I, the, the first I'm hearing of it is now. I mean, amazing. I, right? I never heard before that, this, that the defunding of Planned Parenthood was just a year proposition. Yeah, that's incredible. Thomas Massey was the first one I saw um, tweet that. Here is this is uh, from uh, the CBO, uh, and here it is. Uh, I, I take a GOP leadership still hasn't told Trump that the Planned Parenthood uh, provision was a one-year bait and switch. See page twenty-three of the CBO. Well, you know what I did? I went to page twenty-three of the CBO, and of course, as you'd expect, Thomas Massey is correct. This is what it says. Provision affecting Planned Parenthood for a one-year period following enactment. The legislation would prevent federal funds from being made available to any entity if it is a non and this including its affiliates, subsidiaries, successors, and clinics, a nonprofit organization described in Section 501c3 of the IRS Code, um, an essential community provider that is pr- primarily engaged in providing family planning and reproductive health services, an entity that provides abortions, except in the instances where the pregnancy is the result of an act of rape or incest, and an entity that has expenditures under the Medicaid pr- uh, program that exceeded $350 million in fiscal year 2014. So that would be one organization, right? That would be one organization, Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So that's the way they have to target it because you can't just say, well, I don't want Planned Parenthood to get funding. How about just any uh, organization that has abortions? If you actually wanted to do it, you would say it's not one year, it's ongoing, and it's any place that provides abortion gets no funding. No funding through Medicaid. None. Zero. Uh, that's pretty simple. Pretty simple, easy way to do it, but they don't want to do it. Straightforward. Just end federally funded abortions. But, I mean, isn't that... Is there anybody who doesn't disagree, who doesn't agree with that? Uh, no, yeah. Not well, in the Republican Party, I wouldn't think. Right. And uh, so they, they do this. Ha- but remember, <clears throat> there is one person who's disagreed with it many times, and his name is Donald Trump. Right. Um, and I can right. tell you another person who's living in the White House right now who disagrees with it is Ivanka Trump. Um, so, and she does seem to be, I don't know, she's either working at the White House. The point is, uh, you know, this is something that I think is a borderline issue for Trump. Like, he, I think he thinks of himself as pro-life at this point. I'm, I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt. But he does not really want to push this. He does not no. like the idea uh, of, of defunding Planned Parenthood. He just thinks it's one of those things he has to do or had to do. And now he feels like, I gave it my effort. I'm not going to have to do it anymore. Well, that's what, I mean, it shows he doesn't believe it. Reports were coming in uh, this weekend that that's why he was angry at Ivanka and uh, the son-in-law. Because they Kushner. were off on their ski trip, their annual ski trip that couldn't be missed. Well, I wouldn't miss that either. For this uh, but crap. this was the big, uh, you know, the big healthcare weekend, and he was he was really upset with them that they just he left. needed them. 
Yeah. To explain to explain what, what what's in the bill. What's in the bill? Well, what the hell's going on? I don't understand any of this. Yeah. What's in the bill? Uh, some people say I get a kick out of these people. <laughs> say read the bill. <laughs> I, I don't think the president of the United States is worried about that. He he doesn't have any intention of reading these bills. <laughs> My sister-in-law just had a baby boy, uh, and that's great news. But with that great news comes a lot of cost. Uh, And she works in the medical industry, so, you know, you can guess her student loans are gigantic. These things can completely wipe you out if you don't get a handle on them. How do you do that? Credible.com. Credible is a private online marketplace of lenders. It's simple. You just go there, answer a few questions, and right away you get real rates, not ranges of rates, from multiple lenders competing to refi your student loans at historically low rates. Your data is secure. It's not going to affect your credit. And thankfully, you will not get spammed. Credible saves the average student almost $19,000. Nineteen grand for a new car. Take a great vacation every year. Why not try it? For a limited time, Blaze listeners get an extra $200 when they refi with Credible. Go to Credible.com slash Blaze. Credible.com slash Blaze. It's Credible.com slash Blaze. 